with us uh, a few weeks ago at the church. And so, uh, most of, some of us know him. <laughs> okay, Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Dale. And we want to just thank CJ and the rest of the church staff here and this conference for making us feel so welcome here. And it's been great to get to know many of you. My name is Ken Kensel, and my wife, Glennis, and I are directors of Kingsway Center for World Missions, located in Mission, Texas. On the wall out here as we were going to eat, I kept noticing every day a verse from Proverbs 29 that says something like this, Without vision, the people perish, or the people go astray. Such an important truth. And part of what gives us vision is knowledge. Uh, in Hosea 4, 6, the word of God states that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And last night, Brother Mendoza, when he was sharing with us, he talked about becoming mature in our minds. And he made reference to knowledge. And from these scriptures... And many others that we don't have time to look at, we can conclude that it is not a good thing for God's people to be without knowledge. And that certainly is true when it comes to us as God's people in the area of missions. There's a saying, you've probably heard it, what you don't know won't hurt you. Well, I don't agree with that. There are many things in life that can hurt you, if you don't know about them. For example, how about dying without ever hearing that there is a Savior named Jesus? That'll hurt you. Right now, slightly over 40% of all the people on earth are still waiting to hear the gospel of Jesus for the very first time. That's almost 3 billion people. While we and others in many parts of the world now have the opportunity to hear the gospel and hear it over and over again. Over 2.8 billion people are still waiting to hear about Jesus for the very first time. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14 that this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout all the world and to all the nations, and then the end will come. By the word, the word nations does not mean countries like we use it nowadays, like China, Russia, Mexico, India. It is the word that our English word ethnic comes from. Jesus was talking about the many different ethnic groups, the many people groups that exist in the world. These are the nations that Jesus was talking about. Now, earlier today, Brother Russ Sharrick mention the Joshua Project. And by the way, if you are desiring and feel a need to increase your knowledge of what God's doing in the world today and the needs that still remain, I really recommend that you check out uh, the Joshua Project website. It's www.joshuaproject.net. Make a note of that. If you've never checked out this material, you're really missing something that will be a blessing in your life. According to the Joshua Project, I think you can see 
on the board here, that there are currently 9,760 distinct people groups that have been identified in the whole world. And of those 9,760 people groups, 4,084 of them are still classified as unreached. And unreached is defined as a group that has less than 2% believers, which is a number that has been determined is necessary for a viable reproducing church in an area. Over 600 of these groups actually have never been contacted, as far as anyone knows, ever in all of history by any mission agency, church, or missionary. Now, some of these groups may be comprised of very small groups of people, maybe a few hundred or a few thousand, but some of them actually have millions of people in them, and in some cases there's not one known believer among those groups. The majority of the unreached people groups are in one general part of the world, which is called the 1040 window. How many of you have heard of that? I would think most of you here have heard of the 1040 window. 66% of the world's population live in that rectangle. And over 63% of the people in this area are still part of those unreached people groups. Now here's a map that at a glance gives us an update on how the gospel is progressing in our world today. The green area um, represent places where the gospel is well established. The yellow are parts of the world where the church is in formation or maybe exists in a more traditional form. And then the red areas are wherever the unreached people groups live. However, and you'll notice that that red area pretty well corresponds with the 1040 window. However, only 10% of the world's missionary force currently is working in the red area. The other 90% are in the green and yellow regions. Another fact that especially we American Christians need to be aware of is that of all the money that passes through the hands of American believers, 95% of it is spent on ourselves at home. Only 5% goes to missions of any kind, and just one half of 1% is going into the red areas with the remainder of it going to the green and yellow. Now, I want to say and make very clear right now that I'm not saying that there shouldn't be work being done in the green and yellow areas. There are still many needs and many people that need to be won to Christ in those areas. And if you know that God has called you to work in the green or the yellow parts of the world, then go for it. If your church feels that God has called you to support work in those areas, then by all means, obey what the Holy Spirit has led for you to do. But I would like to submit to all of us here that there is something bad wrong with this picture. How could it be that our present-day mission programs have 90% of our workers laboring in the most reached parts of the world and only 10% focused on the unreached. And how could it be possible that only one-half of 1%, that's a half of a penny out of each dollar, of all of our finances as American Christians are going to support work in the part of the world where most of the need exists? And I believe that the answer to that question lies in the area of knowledge. Seventy percent of all American Christians do not even know 
that there are still unreached people in the world. No wonder there's so little emphasis on reaching those remaining 4,084 unreached people groups. No wonder we spend almost all of our finances on ourselves and on our own programs, good and necessary as they may be. Actually, the average American Christian spends more on chewing gum every year than they do on missions. But not all the news is bad. I'm not here just to bring you a lot of negative statistics. Not at all. In fact, I believe that we're going to actually see the completion of the Great Commission in our lifetime. Over the last several decades, there has begun to be a shift in awareness and activity toward reaching these unreached people groups. There has been an increase in missionaries working in the red areas, and there has been a small increase in the area of finances for missions in that area. And the truth is, it wouldn't really take that big of a shift percentage-wise to totally finance what is still needed to reach those regions. Look at this chart. It's in Spanish, but uh, the numbers are going to work in English. In the year AD 100, there were 360 non-believers for every believer. And as you can see over the centuries, the ratio has decreased significantly in spite of population growth. And in 2010, it was one believer for every seven believers. That's where we're currently at. And this is in spite of all the problems and remaining challenges. The Holy Spirit is really making progress on fulfilling the Great Commission. But the job's not yet finished. Another really wonderful fact that I was so thrilled to learn about a few years ago is that there are now over 7 million churches that could be called Great Commission New Testament churches throughout the world. That means there's over 1,700 churches for every unreached people group that still remains. And just think of the potential that is there for completing the task that that fact represents. But one of the most significant developments taking place in the world today is the absolutely amazing growth of the church that is happening in many parts of the world. In the past 10 years, over 300 million people have come to Christ all over the world. And what's really significant about it is that the great majority of those are not coming from areas of the world that are traditionally Christian. For example, only 10 million of that 300 million are in, quote, Christian areas. The other 290 million are coming from other parts of the world, like India and Africa, Southeast Asia. In Africa, there are 32,000 new believers every 24 hours. In Asia, the number is 25,000. And in Latin America, at least 17,000. There actually are estimates that it may be double that amount. This is every 24 hours. Also, this explosive growth is starting to produce a whole new wave of missionaries that feel God's calling uh, them to the 1040 window and the remaining unreached people groups. In the next 10 to 15 years, you can see the 1040 window there, we're expecting probably a half million new cross-cultural workers from these other parts of the world. I don't know if you can see these numbers. It's small. Philippine, or excuse me, uh, Korea, 30,000 new missionaries. 
China is expecting possibly 100,000 new missionaries to come out of the Chinese church. 200,000 Christian uh, workers are going out of the Philippines. Many of them are nannies that are working for the Arabic and Muslim people of the world, raising their children. Africa, Latin America. There's 19,000 Latino missionaries on the field now. In the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be at least 30,000 more, making 50,000 the total uh, in that area. In our particular ministry, we're dedicated to helping mobilize and train this rising new missions force that is coming out of the Spanish-speaking church. And I wanted to just say, uh, as I come to the end of my comments here, that if you personally labor in one of these green areas that we saw on the map, I hope that you're encouraging and training your people and instilling in their DNA in the churches that you're planning and the disciples that you're discipling the vision of missions and how God wants to use the rest of the church to help complete the Great Commission. Bill and Tammy, are they here right now? Okay. Your vision for a training center for Mexican missionaries is of God. And I want to encourage you to go for it. God will help you in that. The Hispanic people have an amazing open door to the Muslim world. And one of the reasons is that they look a lot like the people that live in that part of the world. They both have that beautiful brown color that fits in so well among the nations of the 1040 window. They also have many cultural advantages that the people of the Middle East really appreciate. People in the Middle East love Mexicans. The Hispanics have keys to doors that no Anglo could ever hope to have, and God is using them and plans to use them even more in the coming days to reach these remaining people groups. Go through these real quickly. One of the tools that the Lord has raised up to help prepare not only those who are going to the nations, but also those who are becoming the sending and support base of missions is the Perspectives on the World Christian Movement course. Paul talked about those that go and those that send. And all of us here that work in missions are very aware of those areas. God's raising up workers by the thousands in Latin America and other parts of the world. If the church does not become informed, does not have the vision of what God is doing and how they fit in it, there's not going to be the support for that missions move that God is raising up. And that's one thing that God is using the Perspectives course to help. A number of you here have taken the Perspectives course, and I hope all of you will take time to take advantage of one of the most significant things that God has raised up in our day to increase the vision of his people for missions and to reach all of the nations. You know, almost all missionaries, those of us that are here are involved in missions, almost all missionaries that take the perspectives course, even after having served on the field for decades, say things like, man, I wish I had known about that course before I even started my ministry. We had one teacher one time, uh, a lady that is a Bible translator. She has a master's degree in missiology. She told us in her class, I wish I found perspective sooner. It was better than anything in my master's program. I asked her if I could quote her on that. I thought that was quite a statement. In our work at Kingsway Center for World Mission for the past three years, we have been involved in the translation of the Perspectives course into Spanish. 
and now are part of a team that's helping to coordinate and develop the course among Spanish-speaking churches wherever they are found, and that includes in the United States. By the way, the U.S. is now the number two Spanish-speaking country in the world, and there are 40,000 Hispanic congregations here in the United States. In closing, I'd like to present a short video that will explain more about the English Perspectives course that's available in over 200 locations across the U.S., including right here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Thank you very much for listening, and may the Lord bless all of you.